there's not non-Buddhism or non-Judaism. Yeah, so it's it's inferring something right from the title. Yeah, that most doesn't infer. That's actually why it came up, non-duality. Because it's a negation of a duality, let's call it, object or this or that. Yes? So uh, individual or personal duality would be called dualism. So for many of us, Sometimes you are that which is being thought about. You're pictured as a body and you should have done something or whatever. And then sometimes you feel like you're the thinker, yeah, which would be the subject, yes? So sometimes you're the object, sometimes you're the subject or implied to be. So this subject-objectness has a huge influence with everything that comes after. So... And how did non-duality, I believe, arose is because it was an answer to the confusion that comes from the subject-object mix-up, yeah? Because when you would enter something, you would enter something as that, and that, and that something that you entered, let's say a path, was now going to be the biggest meaning of that path was going to be given to it by this ignorance or this misunderstanding of you as a subject object. Yes. So obviously that didn't, I don't believe it started that way, but they've noticed that things weren't working out with them trying to find their authentic self or go everything. So they, and after probably, you know, uh, blaming themselves for failing. They should have done more and they probably tried a lot, lot more. They came, certain uh, certain people came to a conclusion. The reason why nothing's working is that there's a you that you're not trying to work with. Yeah? Yeah? They, so they wanted to question the question, the relevance of that, which was being, which was being used as the subject object to give a lot of relevance, yeah? And so basically when, so in a conclusion of non-duality would not be liberation, it would be being freed from the need to be liberated. It's quite different. So a lot of times in certain uh, categories or paths, uh, liberation is sort of like the carrot in front of the horse, so to speak, you know, it's very tempting and you, and you're really, your idea of what liberation would be, would be based on how entrapped you feel. Yes. Yeah. See, but what's talking about wanting to be liberated is the trap itself. So now it uses the, the seeking for liberation to trap you even more in this idea or this ideation of you. So you were hoping liberation would free you from the you. Liberation claimed as a topic to that is reinforcing the you that you would like to see free. Yeah. So this didn't happen very, it wasn't an unusual phenomena. It was unknown or unsuspected. And then certain, obviously, I believe, it came on the suspicion and there was, a, a let's say, a response to that, which is non-duality. So non-duality is not a path. There's plenty of them. It's not a lot of stuff. That's the whole point. Yeah. The whole point is 
not using the same stuff to get to something, some different stuff. It's just not a lot of stuff. It's just, it's just having a stop and instead of constantly look for what we think we are, maybe see that which is looking for what it thinks it is. Yes. And if you're not that, what's going to happen? If you recognize you're not that, which is busily has devoted its whole life to look for what it is as what it's not, you're going to lose interest in that, obviously, because if the seeker is the sort, the greatest effect of that landing is the seeking, obviously. Yeah. Yes. So the seeker is the sort. Usually the seeker is seeking. Yeah. Yeah. And then the funny thing is, this is what happens when you finally, the seeking seems to get the sort, it doesn't seem to work. <laughs> so there's more seeking. So instead of like awareness, I got to find pure awareness and then throw some radicalness in there and extreme because dog shit awareness ain't working and nothing else is working because you're there. Yeah. This little mistake isn't being noticed and it's influencing everything else. This is what they came to, I believe. Because non-duality, it didn't start with non-duality. Non-duality was an answer to uh, this misguided approach that we can't seem to get out of, especially as the misguided approach. Yeah, so what's, what's one to do? Maybe see it's not you. Yeah, so when you see that which needs to be liberated is not you, you're liberated from that. And for many people, that's way more than enough. Their whole idea of liberation gets, it's sort of almost like a, you know, a kid's poster of fucking the lady from some show when they're 14, this dream little body, and that that's going to bring them great peace. Those conceptual ideas don't you're not putting them up in your bedroom anymore. You're not interested in it. The conceptualization of it, you've got the real sense of it. You've got the sense of what liberation feels like. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the liberation feels like being relieved of the need to be liberated. That's what it feels like with me. I'm serious, yeah. And the idea of awakening, instead of something that, I am going to do myself into. And if that's the case, I'm going to probably be worried I'm going to do myself out of. You see the awakening as an inherent state. It's already so. You come after it. Your opinion of yes or no comes after a fact. The yesing and knowing doesn't change the fact. You're awake. Yeah. Yeah. You're awake. You're not like, you're not a, you don't have like a Comcast subscription to see and, you know, that, oh, I didn't pay. And then you're just, there's no fish. And you don't see, no, you got a full on seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching that you don't seem to be lifting much weights to do. do you? So something is awake and it's coming through five doors, the senses, and it's meeting whatever you want to call it. The information is being collated by a brain and it, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So the brain of this imagery is supporting this imagery by its narrating or interpreting life. Yeah. So we, we can call it a self-centered view, whatever you want. Self-centered view is that 
whatever whatever you're looking at, you see as how it pertains to you. So basically, you are the biggest meaning of this experience, and you may not be that you. Yeah. So instead of trying to have incredible peak experiences of that you, you may have a real dull, stabilized, non-experienced state of being relieved of that you. <laughs> now, you can't write too many blog posts about it because it's not interesting to people's heads. It's not. Yeah. What did I do today? Not much. What do, is anything to report in? No. How are you feeling today? I haven't checked in a while. My limbs are working. That's more than enough. Yeah. The food stayed down. I'm happy about that. Let's have a day. Yeah. <laughs> Join me on my epic non-journey. Yeah. What? It sounds just like I'm doing all day. Except he doesn't have a fucking sharp edge of having. Yeah. Yeah. I've been relieved of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not as that which is the sharp edge. See, this is what non-duality is saying. You are seemingly the obstacle. Yeah. And finally, when there's an admittance of that, you see you're not the obstacle. While you're using the obstacle to arrive at clarity, it's pretty fucking obscured. Yeah. But when you realize you're not that, by letting it land. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, Paul, you're selfish. Yes, there's tons of selfishness, self-centeredness. Yeah. You're judging all day. Yes, this is how the action figure does. You know, the action figure judges. Uh, why don't you make a vow not to have a resentment? I won't because I have one five minutes later or it has me. So fuck that. It's not working. Yeah. I'm going to be good from now on. doesn't work out usually. I mean, the boat seems to have a lot of different captains and they're not listening to me much. So, all right. So basically, <laughs> I don't make any vows, don't make any promises. When I step on people's toes, I make amends and there you go. Clean it up, action figures. Yeah. And, uh, but the seeker is the sort. So now time and space has compressed into an immediacy. Wow. So if the seeker is the sort, there ain't gonna be much seeking. You'll seek, let's say for a sandwich or a good coffee, but you're not gonna be looking for what's looking. <laughs> Those days are over. <laughs> you are what's looking. I know you have a lot of ideas about it, but it doesn't mean shit. You are what's looking. So you're saying, I know I could be if I only got in the right note. No, that's all That's all baloney. Yeah, that's just going to prolong this imaginary relevance. Yeah, you just lose interest in you. And you would think that would be the death knell, but really you start hearing a lot of more, a whole lot more songs being played. And uh, yeah, so non-duality worked in this case. I heard of this idea and nothing ever over time in my life has seemed to be the last answer other than this. This is the only answer that was crowned the last answer concerning the topic the answer was about, yes? So uh, yeah, that's a power. In time, that's an incredible answer, yeah. It's the last one. I don't, it doesn't need to be radicalized or 
extremes or synthesize with other answers. It stands alone and it gives you nothing, which allows you to find out your everything. If you keep gets, getting something, it's gonna reinforce the idea of this ideated something. When you don't get anything from the message, that's everything. So the, the message to- I'm Just wait, we have to clean out the fridge. No. Unmute yourself, Paul. <laughs> How did it mute? How did it mute? How long has it been out? Mary came on about five seconds ago and I had to mute her. That's good. I didn't miss any. Yeah. I spoke in tongues there. Yeah. I lost where we were because I haven't gone anywhere. All right. So here it is. You're something. Yeah, you want to get something. If you were everything, what would be the best thing to do? Starve that addictive nature of wanting to get something by constantly giving nothing. And then suddenly you realize it's everything. You're never going to realize it's everything through all the somethings. They're just going to reinforce the something. When you finally get nothing, you get to a point, you're never going to get this message. You're not going to experience it. You're not going to have it. You're not going to lose it. It's, it's beyond that kind of scope. It's inherently the way it is. Yeah. So basically, you just keep giving nothing to what to a seeming something. The seeming something gets negated, and then you find that you're everything, not as a something. You've met a lot of people as a something who think they're everything. They can be quite irritating as they explain how much they're everything. You know, uh, everything is amazing to everything. All like that. This is a simple message. You're not going to get it because you are it. Yeah. And then what? What do you get out of that? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so after a while, all your mechanisms that you think are yours or represent you, which they don't, let's say intellect, trying to understand something, grok it, maybe write notes about it, whatever, I'm going to study this, and that's going to allow me to become it. Once I know it, I'll be able to enter into it and merge or whatever. Yeah, it's just going to starve you. You're not going to get shit. Yeah, if someone came here from 12 years ago, Anything new? No, nothing's new. Same message. All the time, you're going to get nothing. Then that's why we go to coffee. So you can get something. And then have some fucking community. But you're going to get nothing here. I hope, really. And what happens is you start seeing these little like claws, like, you know, those things when they have those cheap fluffy toys and a crane and it goes in and it just can't get them. This is what it's like. You see, you're representing the crane trying to get something. Yeah, there's a seat over here, no. Trying to get something and therefore to the crane, this is a drag, the crane, it's a big loss. Yeah, the crane, I fucking, I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna leave here with nothing. The crane is getting super pissed. That's the hallelujahs because you're not the crane. See, this is the glory of nothing. The glory of nothing, when you look into that mirror and don't see anything, that's everything. And this is the beauty of the reflection of non-duality. There's nothing reflected. 
Yeah. It's just presenting a simple invitation, being ourselves reality. Ding. Yeah. The greatest mystery is wanting to attain reality as reality. What? My story is like Paul wanting to attain reality. When your story is jazz wanting to attain reality, but they're really they're just a reproduction of the same story. Reality, misunderstanding something, probably as a way of allowing all this to occur, yeah, now is seeking for itself. And so non-duality showed up to negate that little aberration. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you're not that, you're not this, and then you find out what you are. Yeah, by finding out what you're not, literally. You're in, you know, your curiosity is killing the cat in a way. The curiosity and all this stuff, trying to learn about what you are from what you're not, isn't working. Yeah, but if you could turn and how, so there you are demonstrating it. So it's not like foreign. We're just going to change where it's being directed at. Instead of trying to learn what you are as a cosmic fucking leaven dimensional being with an bo energy body and this body and that body, you're going to look at what you're not, which is a cosmic got a lemon and not body, not body, basically, which is changing the basic bottom line of the uh, equation. Yeah. Instead of a positive, it's a negative. Yeah. So read the whole thing. Study a lot about you, it's great. And then come to the conclusion, I'm not that. Instead of the conclusion that's already based, it's already implied, this is more about me. See, it, it's not arriving through evidence about what you are. It's saying you're already that. And then denying and blocking any information that is contrary to that story, yeah. This message is different. It negates, it brings out. See, the, if you look into non-duality, they have certain understandings that go far into the mental understanding that most people live under, yeah? And they're almost like wrenches in the works. And so your head will come to a pause or just like, like screech. And then in there, when it stops, there you are. You're right there, like unadorned by mental uh, chicanery, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it's obvious. That which just stopped is there's something that's continuing. And then you realize that's something that continuing just doesn't continue when this stops. It's always going on, no matter if this stops or not. Yes, this is the beauty of it. People are, are waiting to get awake when they're already awake. They're wanting something that they believe is a requirement to be fulfilled and it's not gonna be fulfilled. And even if it is fulfilled, it's gonna break the contract. You're gonna be awake and then you're gonna do something and now you're not awake. <laughs> and this thing that's playing God has an incredible sense of humor. <laughs> so if you believe it's, story that you are awake, you're probably going to believe you're, it's story you're not awake. You see, this is, uh, I'm not, I'm not siding with either side. Yes. It's like a position. It's like a, a place of neutrality. We talk about in recovery, you and I will be placed in a position of neutrality 
without any thought effort on our part. This is sort of like a non-dual posture to me. Yeah. You're not like, oh, that the thief aspect that you used to listen to that brought about a policeman's reign and then re revolting against that and you know, electing the thief in your life and then the policeman and it's either one or the other. No, it's neither. One narrative is just as good or bad as the other narrative. They're both great comedic reservoirs if you see them from neither. <laughs> so the position of neutrality, I never knew was possible. I thought it was either this or that. Yeah, spiritual life or this life, you know? No, there was no blending. Now they have seminars integrating awakeness into your normal day. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I would like to see that. Wait a minute. Awakeness is just hovering. It can't get in yet. All right, I open the window. Oh, come on, integrate. No, if this is, we're in appearance in a large space of, Complete integration. <laughs> uh, whatever, though. It's a good dream. It is. It can make, make milk some effort from you for a while. But I hope the beautiful thing is the spiritual paths work when they fail us. That's the beauty of it. That's the point, I think. I think everything that we want to or hope to or believe we need to rely on fails you, you're left with the fact that you are what you're looking for now. Yeah, so fail away. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people at this Zoom, they've been looking to become something that they believe they're not right now. I'd say hundreds of years, if you combine the people in the Zoom in this room hundreds of years of going that direction and some very sincere and dedicated and shit like that. And here they are at the Zoom. Yeah. I had it once, it was a very cool. I was living here in Mill Valley, Campbell. And I had a, I liked Buddhism because I had been involved with a guru when I was younger and that wasn't working. The idea of the Lord of the Universe is heavy dude. It just produced a lot of guilt that I wanted to leave the Lord of the Universe because who would ever fucking leave the Lord of the Universe? But so Buddhism, Buddhism seemed cleaner. So I was involved, in, you know, exploring Buddhism, you know, first the weekend retreat and then you go on and on. And I had this, I used to get this magazine. They sold that Whole Foods, Tricycle. Beautiful Buddhist magazine, have nice articles, very well done. And this one, they had an op-ed from a famous, they didn't mention the name, but supposedly a famous Western meditation teacher. And he was he was describing that he was going through this phenomena with all of his very older students who'd been with him for 20-something years, and they were basically telling nothing's happened. <laughs> I don't know if they got it. I got it. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> uh, uh, I put that magazine down. That's for sure.
<laughs> it had served me incredibly because I had nowhere near the amount of time these people had. And they just told me, see, but they got nothing or nothing happened when they were expecting everything to happen or something happened. Nothing happening when those expectations are broken by seeing you're not that is incredible. So when you see most of what you did has failed, that's its greatest success, yeah? Because every savior is meant to fail because you don't need to be saved, yeah? You are what you're looking for, bingo. So very, very powerful. That time blew my mind, it really did. Because <laughs> I just reached up and pulled the emergency brake on the spiritual bus, just got out. I didn't care where I was getting out, just get out of the bus. Because I just heard people taking this bus for 30 years telling me nothing's happened. All right, I'm out of here. So, so these things occurred. And then I heard uh, the invitation. It's almost like a, a silent note, you know. Doesn't matter who it's coming through, it's the note. And uh, it hit me like an unspoken yes. And then I just went along with it. Yeah, and uh, ended up here. I was thinking it would be Costa Rica near the beach at a you know, tantric non-duality retreat with uh, a lot of organic food, but hey, whatever. Yeah, this is where it is. So, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but uh, this is the message really. So non-duality wasn't, it came later in this place because, of course, our first launchings were misplaced. And it wasn't, and doing the practices wasn't undoing that. Because when I noticed after a time when I was going down to sit on the meditation cushion, my head had me as the meditator already. Yeah, so I did a tons of meditation and I came in as a meditator and I left as a meditator. And that to me, that which came and left is what I wanted to be free from. Yeah. And so, of course, the first reaction when you're passed in this idea of time was to do longer retreats, more of them, longer, maybe more extreme, don't eat so much, do this and that. And it can go on and on and on. You can get super, super high. You can get super, super clear and be completely unclear about this point. Yeah, you're still thinking, oh, my authentic self is getting fortified. There's no authentic self. There isn't a you that's going to be a super you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is about... Uh, it's about questioning the inception, not how the whole trip goes. Yeah, just to see, what is it, how is it set up? Is there a feeling when seeing is occurring that something arises very quickly and translates that act of seeing into see or seen, which is duality? Yes. The head takes seeing and emphasizes the seer and seen. Emphasizes the seen, but much more the seer. Because now the scene can be changed and see a lot of different things, but there will be the same seer for the rest of your fucking days. Your head is going to narrate that you were the seer before and you're going to be the seer later. 
in the act of seeing right now, that's what it does. It claims to see, infers seer seeing, emphasizes the seer completely. So now you believe when you're when they're seeing that you are the seer already. So that which comes after the claiming of the seeing is now put in the head, in the head's version of what's happening here, it's put before the seeing. The seer is what's seeing. That's not true. That is not true. Seeing, and then there's a seer. But when you're listening to the story of the seer, the seer is before the seeing. This is the dilemma. Yeah? So now you are that which is looking, yeah, for what's looking, all the while being what's looking. Yeah, this is why great masters, and I mean, I feel great masters, Hoang Po, old Zen guy, I really always, it's always blown my mind. He would say very simply, whatever can be perceived right now, yeah, everything here cannot be that which is perceiving. Very clear. Think and then go up into your head. And it doesn't matter what it's saying, just get the theme of what's being said, which is that which can be perceived is what's perceived. There you go. Do you want to study, go through the 58 pages of effects, or why don't you just go to the author page? Just check it out. Whatever can be perceived, this falls under the category, cannot be that which is perceiving. Well, <laughs> listen to this. It doesn't believe that. It believes that which is perceived is what's perceiving. All right. You want to keep betting on that number? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good move. And then you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It doesn't say you shouldn't. It says you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. So when he said this, he was speaking to a lot of people. I don't think he was seeing the people as individual people. He was seeing them as the Buddha. And he was seeing them, forgetting that they were the Buddha and calling themselves, let's say, Paul, was busily looking, using the Buddha, aka Paul, to look for the Buddha. And he said, <laughs> basically, hopefully we get it today. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. And then he covered it beautifully. He says, you can't use mind, big M mind to seek mind. So big M mind in those early days of Chan, I think meant, it means awareness, means everything, right? And then you can't use light to seek light. You can't use it. Doesn't mean uh, we warn you not to. You can, it's not gonna work. Yeah, that's what he says. You can do it for eons. Nothing's going to happen. He's not saying it's personal and it could work for you if you just know the right way to use the Buddha. No, he's saying you're the Buddha, unbeknownst maybe to the head. And the Buddha is using itself to find itself. Now, you can talk to Steve until you're blue in the face and Steve may not get that. But if you talk to Steve, until he's blue in the face, the Buddha may get it. And that's who you, that's the audience you're playing to here. I'm not talking to you, even though I'm looking at you. I'm talking through you to I know what is. Yeah. Because that's what's going to catapult the message. 
the you claiming the message is going to deaden it, it neuters it, yeah? But you seeing you're not that which is claiming the message is very illuminating. See, this is the beauty of it. We're not going to not see what we're not. We're going to see a lot of what we're not. But with the recognition, it's not me. Instead of having it reinforce this idea of you, we're going to use the same repetition to reinforce the, this new idea, it's not you. <laughs> and I'm telling you something, to make something that's not true to, to appear to be true is a lot of work. To make something that's already true appear to be true doesn't take that much work. You're not going to be chanting, I'm not that, I'm not every day. You're going to see it, it's going to hit somewhere, it's going to take your mind to a point where it's on the other side of the scale and the whole ball game changes. Yeah. Yeah, you just could be 50% plus 000.1. Doesn't need to be completely just, just more convinced than that. You know, now you're more convinced in this than that is going to change the scales because it's our interest and attention that's either enlivening something or avoiding something. Yeah. So this is the message I feel. Yeah. It's like you're picking, it's everywhere. You don't have to go to an orchard, oh, the sacred orchard of long lasting trees. No, the fruit of non duality is everywhere. You can see symbolic messages all day. Yeah. Because instead of concentrating on particulars, your attention will go into patterns and you'll see the mosaic of, of, of a mental pattern, which is quite freeing than trying to machete yourself through the jungle of the particulars. Yeah. If you see the pattern, there's a, what would take seemingly a long time can happen in a second because nothing needs to happen. Yeah, so when you erase something that's not there, it doesn't take that long. Yeah, so when, <laughs> it just doesn't take that long. And you don't have to keep, you know, brushing away. Yeah, yeah, you don't. It's just uh, very disarming. And then you're here completely, which isn't new. You've always been here completely, but you've been entertaining something that had a whole story that you're not here. Yeah, and how did that work? It didn't, because you're here. You can't override that. There's no, your most future projection is here and now. Nothing escapes here and now, nothing. All your thoughts about yesterday are happening now. They're not yours, all the, the thoughts and all the thoughts about the future and feeling the future of, you know, fucking displacement and destitution or having a terminal illness. You're feeling this now. And basically, that's the only place you can feel it. Wow. I don't know where people are calling me from. Bello. I know who that is. They're uh, Italian uh, Moto Guzzi vintage motorcycles that I'm interested in. <laughs> they want me to come to the shop. It's a new shipment in. <laughs> they got some nice mopeds. <laughs> they do. I like them. I like I like old shit. That's art. Excuse me. 
I took the truck all the way to East Bay. It's the farthest, it's the farthest pilgrimage I've had the truck. It did great. Yeah, and we had to work on it. So my friend helped me change the kingpin. And it's, it's really helping the steering, but it was 60 miles there and back. Pretty good. Drove great. What? No, I don't have that. That's the next any, uh, beep beeps on the way? Admiration beep beeps? No, no. They just saw my lofty position. <laughs> I'm above everyone. It was great. No, it was very cool. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when uh, my friend suggested, I had a belief it wasn't based on anything that this thing wouldn't be good to drive that far. And it was time to test that belief, you know. And okay, I could feel it. You know, the head likes the, it likes a cocoon with windows. You know, but it likes to be cocooned with old ideas. And sometimes the old action figure needs to be prodded. And there he was, just got out there. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. And it doesn't matter if I stayed in or not, if I didn't drive. It doesn't matter if my head believes it does can't go far and never drive it far. It doesn't really matter, does it? No, it doesn't. It's when you think everything is going to be the great change. Nothing fucking changes. Yeah, this is surface skating on thin ice. Yeah, so now, yeah, I can see all the blind spots, or quite a lot of them, of the action figure, Paul. It's mirrors looking at themselves, yes? The mental activity, basically. It is. And, and... Everyone has a lot of blind spots. Some of us, we share some, some of them are different. And this isn't about getting new rags to polish the mirrors better. It's just, you see it and truth's told. And then if you take a chance and you take a voyage, great. If it works, great. If it doesn't, if you don't take it, great. It doesn't make you any less or any more. This is pretty nice. It's a nice to, to realize the sum of all your parts is already the sum. Yeah, you're not really adding on to anything too much. What's gonna be, what we've made up is gonna be blown by the winds of time and space, yeah? But what we are is just, yeah. It's so beautiful to be at peace with, you're never gonna understand it, never gonna experience it. You're never gonna have it, you're never gonna lose it. Uh, it's that it's a mystery, the beautiful aspect of it. And didn't you ever hear people when they start talking about lofty spiritual ideas? It's usually they try to describe the indescribable, they try to present a knowing of the unknowable, they try and say, you know, that which can be can't be understood, can't be felt. Why not know the knowable? Come to realize you're not that. You know, understand what's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Realize what's in a realm of experience that can't break from that experience. Experiences come and go, and you're at the effect of that constantly as this action figure. You're like a little boat in a dualistic water. Just the way it goes. And you're not. That's the good news. Yeah, so now you come to peace where the one that is open never come to peace about you're at peace with it. You're just like, hey, well, yeah. Yeah. So you could go on and on trying to describe it, but it's really a migration of interest 
away from some fucking very myopic, claustrophobic ideas into a larger field of possibility. And you're not in it and you're not out of it. It just, it's just whatever. Yeah, it's cool. And then I really look forward to having a coffee shortly. Do I expect a lot out of that coffee? No, I don't. Oh, here's uh hey Don, how are you? It's over. Oh great. Oh, I didn't want outside. Oh no. Come down oh, oh, great. All right. All right. Thanks, bro. Thank you. But I can't close it. Close the door. I have angel come back. All right. All right. Great. Great. Thank you. Yeah. He's uh runs the church. Well, listen, anybody have any questions? I just wanted to mention that Wednesday, uh, you had this really, it was like polishing a carving and making the carving disappear. We were talking to somebody about kind of their ability to fall into awakening. You know, it was like an ability. It was like a time. It was like, this is the time, and then I can do this, and this is the time I do this. And we're all familiar with that. We all have whatever practice we do that we bring us closer. But you were taking a very subtle method of carving that away, even that, you know, even that, which is a totally authentic experience on the person's part. But still, you were willing to carve into that. And things like that, I find very admirable. I don't hear about that very often. But that was very, very, you know, it's very helpful. Because I, you know, because I get into that subtle. Yeah, and well, that's, that's why I was hopeful, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't get into it. Yeah. But something does. And it has been going in there and out of there with your moniker, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And it's nice to, Stop them at the door and check their papers. Because yeah, like a lot of you are going into and out of the lot. Yeah. It's not you. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> we have surveillance that you're in Marin City right now. Oh, yeah. I thought I was. I know, but no. Yeah. Because it's easy to get hung up. You know. Because wherever we go at any moment, the head is going to follow in time and claim it. Right. So you just have to know that and have that understanding, almost like uh, carved somewhere, really, because it's true. Because the sense of volition and I'm the doer subtly or crudely really permeates a lot of the mental activity, yes? And so to recognize the mechanicalness of the claiming that you're not it's not another thing that you're doing that you shouldn't be or whatever. It's not an, it's not piling on to that fucking thing. It's mechanical. Yeah. The idea that you're doing it is a mechanical aspect of it. So the mental state gets introduced to life by us. We are, I am, I am, we are the existence. So existence is meeting whatever it wants to meet in this dream like effect, yeah? And so we bring this mental activity into contact with stuff and the mental activity has its reaction to it. 
Unfortunately, there has been a convincing that its reaction is our reaction. And for a lot of time, a lot of people had very difficult, it's like having a, a composing uh, picture of you and then another picture and trying to line them up. Yeah, it just doesn't fucking fit. <laughs> yeah. You know, because the lines are always moving. You can never just fit it. So something you can either keep trying or fucking get cynical and deluded, or you can see there's an incredible value in that. The failing has an incredible value, man, because when, when you fail to arrive, you're still right where you are. Yeah. And after a while, you realize all of these attempts to get somewhere are met with on having never left. And then that's, that's one of the most soothing messages I feel in this place of time and space is the message on having never left. It's just every time you got a little cooked up, you didn't, but the kid ag agitated and then it's like a soothing bomb. Like if you had ever had an Italian grandmother, I had an Irish grandmother. She was like a goddess to me, literally, until I was quite, you know, 15, 16 years old. I mean, the love and everything that came off of that person. So this is sort of what it's like, the message on having never left. We had a guy that used to come and I'm hoping he just got enough and he moved on, but he was always into that idea. I used to call him on having never left, the guy. And uh, the innocence that he now believed he never lost. It was sort of covered as shit, but with the message, it became un uncovered. And what the uncovering of that is always supported by it was never covered to begin with. You were playing the role of the cover. Yeah. Yeah. So now that sense of innocence, or like in the Course in Miracles, I think they capture with the word atonement where this isn't about forgiving people, it's about seeing no one's ever done anything. Mm -hmm. Well, there's been a lot of doing, yes, I give you that, but I don't believe all the doing in this world ever ends up being done. Yeah, I don't think it happens. It's just don't. I do not. Because there would be, you'd have to have an incredible eraser if it did, but it gets erased every night and fuck <laughs> when you pass away or get knocked out, everything is completely forgotten, like it never existed. I think that's a clear fucking picture of what's happening. I do. I really do. I mean, super clear. Yeah, so is that uh, is shit happening? Yes, tons of shit's happening. Did anything ever happen? No, I don't believe so. What? No, everything's happening, but did it happen? No. Yeah. By anything, because basically, Where's yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. The longest effect I've had here is getting run over by a car physically. This leg. This leg wasn't this way, and then it was this way, and it stayed this way. <laughs> so it's gotten better. But from 1980, my physical structure was restructured, and it's been like that, most of it. And that's a pretty long lasting, that's 43 years, so not bad. But uh, I'll give it that, but this isn't gonna last. <laughs> and just like 
This can be forgotten when I'm doing a talk. This will be completely forgotten when there's no talks that are being given. <laughs> That's the beauty of these things that barking at us. If you just have the ears to hear, the whole life's telling us everything. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it satisfied? Well, you're seeking satisfaction from temporary things. Mm. <laughs> well, but you can express satisfaction through temporary things. What? Oh, yeah. You can be, you can express contentment and joy through things. Yeah. But maybe you're not going to get it from the things. But yeah, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So like the guy talked to me the other day about, well, seeing through the senses, hearing, feeling, they're defined, obviously. Like some insects have seven sense doors, supposedly different spectrum of light. They see different lights and obviously dogs and shit smell so much fucking more than we do. So yes, but they're all seemingly defined, but what's looking through the gate, the sense gate is not defined. And so that undefinedness comes through the definition in expression, yeah? So this may not be able to make a Michelangelo, but this can see the Michelangelo in the stone. Remember how Michelangelo explained how he did David? If you ever go to Florence, check that out. It's an unbelievable statue. One of the greatest pieces of whatever. And basically, Michelangelo just saw the rock and saw the Michelangelo in the rock. So there would be the defined. And what came out of that defined rock was the undefinable beauty of the David. Incredible. But he was seeing it. Yes. This wasn't defining him because he was seeing it from wherever. Yeah, yeah. It's happened with us. It happens with us all the time. You know, we just don't notice it so much because the head keeps yapping. And if you see the head, this head was on the negative side. So uh, it would forget a miracle in like a half an hour, you know, but seemingly keep replaying a, 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 an event of 30 years ago. Yes. So luckily in this case, I don't need thousands of examples. I can learn pretty quick now. You have to get my ass kicked incessantly. I, I hit a point. I, that's all. I don't need any more revelations. I sell the whole fucking thing. That's why it's not going to go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere this time. And it's not because of you or because of that. It's that's not going to go anywhere. All right. Great. Pull up the emergency brake. Get off the bus. You're in a bigger bus anyway. <laughs> all right well that's it i think anyone in here anyone have a question or a share no hands showing here silence in the zoom oh i pray for these moments <laughs> no yeah all right anyone no all right let's start saying goodbye i guess and then break in like it always happens. Kerry, nice to see you, my friend. Dana, there you go. 
Mike, thanks again for everything. Let's let's give a a virtual hand clap for Mike. Just one hand, please. Only one hand. Yes, yes. Well, that's 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 the Zen bitch slap you're gonna get when I see you. Anu, nice to see you, Anu. As always, everyone says uh, this is they're all. Grabbing their money now. This is pretty cool. What's going on here? Yeah. All right. Uh, Kathleen. Hi, Paul. All's Paul. Well, I, yes. All is well, but I just wanted to tell you that I heard this quote. It says, you you, Can you hear me? Yes. You accuse me of being born. I plead not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're uh, you're perpetually exonerated. We've got Dennis. I think it's Dennis. I can't see. Marty, it's got to be Dennis. Uh, Gil, iPhone 4S. Thanks for. You should be like six feet, 180 pounds. Now it's iPhone 4S. Oh, it's good. Nice to know. Andre, nice to see you. Uh, something's laying on the, whatever. David Bitterman, Christy Silver came back. Christy Silver, yes. There you go. Wayne, nice to see you. Esther, as always. John, Florida, Jan H. Danville. Oh, you're not far from us. Oh, it's our friend, Jan. Nice to see you. I can't see you. You got your name, Danville, blocking you. There you are. Yes, we, we, we meet Jan every week. She's down there. So, Paul, I, I was on my way to you, and there was an accident at the bridge. So I turned around. And I got back at five minutes to one. So I spent two hours driving to end up where I started on Zoom. Hey, you know, the blues are all around us. So, uh, <laughs> that's good, honey. I'm happy you were safe, though. That's probably caused a lot of havoc and a lot of people's plans. The accident on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be in Vegas. Yeah. Nice to see you, Al. All's well? Super duper. Nice talk. Thanks. Good. Tariq, Dover, New Jersey. Yeah. Every time I go back to Dover, he's always away. Something strange. I don't know. I can't figure that one out. Akila. Nice to see you, honey. Chris H., I got you. Mika, Jan, Christian. Nice to see you, bro. Steve, San Diego, Sherry, Mia. Mia's happy to get her black hat back. That was good. Yeah. She thought she had lost it, but she hadn't. Yeah. Let's go to number two. We got Kathleen in Cleveland, Lynn D., uh, Christine, Hawaii, 
Rich here, Rich now, the UK, Andrew, Cassandra, she's sticking with us, very nice. Zoe, as always. Oh, John Mandarano. Yes, nice to see you, John. Suzanne, Vlad in Portugal. Yep, yeah. gonna go only in a couple of weeks. We'll be in uh, Sicily. Yes, at the at the loss of Nina. Yes, Nina, that's okay. Crispy, uh, Nina. <laughs> There's some really good deals right now. Get on it. John K. Thank you, John. I got uh, your donation today. I'm going to spend it on wisely. Yeah. Is there uh, any other way? Thanks, Christine in Hawaii. I think I get everyone. If not, oh, Miranda. Nice to see Miranda. Mahavir. Uh, I think I got everyone now. Hey, thank you. Thanks for coming. And um, We'll be Thank here next week, and I think all the the whole schedules on Zen Bitslap events page. I think it's all uh, factual, actually. Right now. I think that's how it's. I think that's. I think that's going to happen. Thank you, Paul. All right, so we'll Paul, see you soon. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Mahalo, Paul. Mahalo. Thanks, Paul. Thank yes. you. Bye.